Alright, welcome in fellow league mates, got another podcast episode for you today, uh, joined by, by Tanner today, Tanner say hello, yeah, hello everybody, as usual, um, how you doing today? Good, home from college for the weekend, home from college for the weekend, free laundry, free food, that's right, uh, we got a few things to talk about today, we got playoffs going on, um, got some coaching changes that we're going to just briefly talk about, got a bunch of trades, oh man, a bunch of trades, go back and talk about all of them, some of them more in depth than the other ones, but yeah, we'll get into a few things in this one, see how long it goes, I don't know, we'll see. So let's start with playoffs. First round, obviously had the best game of the year. Vikings winning, of course, in overtime. Yes. That's obviously number one. Um, it it was weird. I definitely did not expect them to win. Then all of a sudden, they're in the game, and it was like, oh, man. They might win this thing. I thought they got a really raw draw from the media. Oh, they, I nobody mean, <laughs> gave them any chance at right. all. And they, they weren't a bad team. They had two games that they lost by lost on last second field goals, and they threw week seventeen by literally not playing anybody. Yeah. They still almost beat the, the Bears. Yeah, so they weren't a bad team, and I mean the Saints were good. I think everybody was just kind of like, oh, the Vikings are ten and six, and the Saints should have had a bye, so just ride off the Vikings. Saints by seventeen, said Michael Strahan, and Terry Bradshaw, <laughs> and like everybody in that studio. It was nuts, but. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't expect them to win. I was just like, well, you know what? If they win, that'd be awesome. But yeah. then we got to play San Francisco anyway, yeah. which we know how that went. Yes. But if they would have lost, it, it would have. It went better than the Eagles in seventeen. I'll say that. I, I guess that's true. <laughs> but so that was still pretty painful. But yeah, that was that was a fun game. But uh, we also had the Seahawks. Beating the Eagles. That was another good game. Somehow. It was... The Eagles, I, mean, I don't... It was kind of a good game, but it was also kind of ugly. Yeah, it shouldn't have been a good game, but it turned out to be a good game, even Eagles, though... The Eagles lost Carson Wentz and still only lost by a touchdown. Did you hear Josh McCown? What was it? He tore his hamstring or his quad or something like that? It wasn't his quad, but he did have an injury. It might have been like a core muscle injury. He tore something and played through it because they had yep. nobody else. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that was... <laughs> would have been, I think, who was it? Um, Greg Ward would have been their quarterback. Oh, my. Because Wide receiver played, one. Because he played quarterback at Houston. Yeah. <laughs> so and would... the Seahawks thought it would be a good idea to feed Travis Homer and Marshawn Lynch against the Eagles. Yeah. One Literally strength. a yard carry. <laughs> Literally, if there's anything the Eagles had going for them that day, it was their run defense. Because their pass defense is not good. They had Josh McCown I think the, I think the Seahawks... Like I like the Seahawks, but it's they, I think they just like to be in games really close, and they like to like come from behind. And it definitely seems like that's make Carroll's it dramatic because like even you're, I'm starting to wonder if it's intentional. Yeah, you're right. Even the next week against the Packers, they like didn't show up in the first half. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it was a game, and then all of a sudden they came back in the second half, roaring from behind. Yeah, and it was a game even without the running backs. So yeah. 
Another game that happened that week, the Bills and the Texans. Oh, that was the one with the Deshaun Watson uh, scramble at the end of the game. I actually didn't see most of this game. I, I, I was on the road driving, and I got back for overtime. So I did see the Watson play. Oh, that was incredible. I mean, it was, it was also, it was just so incredible because I mean he was down obviously like he should have been he was he dead gets, to rights he got smoked by two guys and it was literally the game winning play because yeah. they he he made that play Taiwan Jones wiggled his way down to the ten and they just kicked a field goal from there yeah so that was the game winner basically yeah and I mean that could be a play of the year it's it was so funny I watched that play Deshaun Watson just gets absolutely drilled by one guy. And then hit by another guy, like two seconds, like about a second after. <laughs> Still gets out of it, makes the throw on the run. And I think the Vikings are playing the Saints. And I watched Kirk Cousins get bumped by his own offensive line and just <laughs> just crumbled. It's like, dude, Sean's taking just looked a guys. little bit athletic. <laughs> That's all he had to do. But yeah, just the difference in, in types of quarterbacks. Both are, have been very successful this year, but it's just funny to watch. You see, see Kirk in the, the Pro Bowl games or whatever? Yeah, the, the precision accuracy, accuracy. Yeah, apparently he's actually pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> he hit that 5-1 that was moving. Yeah. I, mean, he had I think he had a second try. He had the highest score that I saw. Lamar had yeah, two. he had the highest score. <laughs> Lamar had two on that drill. Oh, that my game. goodness. He only got, he got two ones, that's it. Uh... Cousins, he hit a two at the buzzer to win it by one. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, he he was lighting it up. He had both fours and the five. And then he struggled with the ones for a while. Yeah. And then... He, he hit the the frame on, like, four of them. Yeah. Just couldn't quite hit the breakable part in the middle. But, yeah. Next game. Playoffs. Uh, Titans-Patriots. That one was a feel-good game. Titans just—they controlled that game. I like the Patriots. It was kind—it was kind of sad. Everybody was jumping for joy because the Patriots were out, and I get it because they've been dominant. But I mean, it was just like—I had to just take a second to be like, "Dang, that was an incredible run." Yeah. Like, I think it was like if, eight ASC championships in a row. Yeah. If, like, I don't know if that was the exact number, but something like that. I think that's just. This was the first time since, what was it, 2009 that they'd even been playing on Wild Card Weekend? I think so, yeah. That is and they, unreal. I mean, that, yeah, that's a top two team. They and that was a situation, too. If they would have beat the Dolphins <laughs> in Week 17, they wouldn't even mm-hmm. be playing that game. Mm-hmm. Ryan Fitzpatrick did it. <laughs> so, Tom Brady's la- potentially last two games of the Patriots, if he leaves, were losses to Ryan Fitzpatrick and Ryan Tannehill. Oof. After just absolutely obliterating the Dolphins for I would, I years. Would, I would feel bad for Patriots fans because that kind of sucks. But but they have, like, all the, the Super Bowls. They've been better than everybody for the duration of Tom Brady's career. So Yeah, I feel like my whole life it's just been Tom Brady is the best. Yeah. I, I used to hate him because of that. But then eventually it just came to respect, and it was, he's just, he's just good. Yeah, it came to the point where you're like, him all right, Bill I, should, I should probably enjoy watching him play, because someday I'm going to be like, right. it's kind of like LeBron. Someday you're going to be like, ah. Nope, I still refuse to like LeBron, though. No, I, I feel like I'm getting there on LeBron. Oh, man. As he gets older, 
I just hate the NBA. You see he's going to take over the scoring champion pretty soon? Oh, I have no doubt. I think he's within 60 points of Kobe. Kobe's not the leader, though. I thought he was. Kobe passed Michael Jordan. Kobe's not the leader. No, I think okay. it's Kareem, isn't it? I don't remember. That's basketball, though. <laughs> Moving on. Divisional round. Uh, I guess we could start with the Vikings. Why not? Oof. I... The, the better team won this game. Yes. The, the 49ers Vikings... are a dominant team. I don't know who's going to win that game Sunday. It's going to be... Yes. I'm not going to be surprised if either team... When, like, whoever wins, I'm not going to be surprised. Yeah, the Chiefs can easily beat a good defense. I believe that. And I yes. think that the... But so can the 49ers. 49ers defense can easily beat a good offense, so... But the 49ers offense also has the capability to air it out. Well... Like, Garoppolo had some huge games this year when they had to. They went into, to, into New Orleans yeah. and scored, what, 49 points? Yep, something like that. And that Saints defense is not bad either. Yeah. It'll be, They're not it'll any be, worse it'll than the Chiefs. Fun. I'm trying not to overanalyze that game because it's just going to be fun to take it in. Well, Patty's special. That defense is special. Kyle Shanahan is special. It's just it's going to yeah. be fun. I feel like <clears throat> my prediction is that the 49ers are really going to try and slow down the game. They're not going to let Mahomes... Have well, like they've shown that they want to run it until they you stop them. Yeah, and, and that's against Green Bay. They that's what they wanted to do, and they didn't stop them, so they ran for two hundred twenty yards with yeah. Mostert. Yeah, and threw it eight times. Yeah, but back to do it again. Back to that Vikings game, though. Yeah, that I think it kind of sucks for Vikings fans because our our last two losses in the playoffs have come while our OCs were getting interviewed for head coaching jobs. Yeah, I know it's kind of a cop out, but at the same time, it's it's a little bit annoying. <laughs> that's what I was thinking too. I was like, because how is that? I mean, like, doesn't Stefanski have a game to get ready for? Right. And yeah. I understand that an interview is a couple hours, but and they did it at the same time. If you're a human, you're definitely thinking about that head coaching job that you yeah. didn't get. Yeah. So I thought I would be excited if the NFL moved towards and took motion towards this is not allowing teams to interview candidates after, the, after they're out of the playoffs. See, it's a real struggle because like you got teams who they fire guys right out of the gate at the end of the season. They're like, see you later, Black yeah. Monday. Yeah, and they want to get going with their offseason. But... And the offseason doesn't start for a month and a half for some of those teams. Yeah. Like if you're waiting for like this Robert Sala guy from the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Like, almost all the head coaching spots are filled now. Mm-hmm. Well, they are. Because it's been five weeks since week 17, I think. Four weeks. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... But it's... I feel like it's always going to be something that people struggle with. And sucks for playoff team coordinator... Playoff teams that have their coordinators not all there. Yeah. Because they were... I mean, they were, they were just outmatched in that game. Yeah. Well, and the bummer for Sala, also, he... I feel like he probably would have got that Browns job. If the Vikings would have beat them, they said they wanted to hire a guy soon. Day after the Vikings lost, they hired Stefanski. And you kind of wonder... After Stefanski got completely outcoached. Yeah. If the Vikings would have happened to win that game, I don't doubt they would have hired that Robert Sala. But anyway. Uh, Another game we got that week. That night, 
Titans Ravens. Another fun one. <laughs> Titans playing Cinderella again. First they took out the legacy. Then they take out Big Truss. I don't even know what that means. It was just a saying. Yeah, Ingram and Lamar, but they made him look final score, they made him look bad. Final score. But, yeah. I, but Lamar had like five hundred yards. Yeah. No, not Lamar. The team had totally yards. yards. No, Lamar did. He had like 350 yards passing and over 150 yards rushing. Didn't equate to points. But I saw something on Twitter that night. They, The Ravens had, I think it was six possessions end inside the Titans' 40-yard line. Yeah. If they would have just kicked field goals in every single one of those, they would have won. Yeah, what was the final score even? Do you remember? 28 to 12. You had 18 points. That's 30 to 28. I mean, game flow changes things, but... I mean, and they had the Titans. They, they had, I think, three or four end in the inside the fifteen. That high-powered I, I, offense, and they couldn't get it in. I just, I think the Titans did it. They, they had a really good game plan. They, yeah. oh yeah, they were. Mike Vrabel has been impressive. They had Lamar. Like last year when Lamar played the Chargers, he was just out of sorts. Yeah, like he he couldn't do anything. And they, I mean, he obviously totaled a ton of yards that game, but he was still frustrated. And I don't know if it was just because he couldn't put it in the end zone or they had him beat. I think they I think they had him confused. Yeah. Kind of makes you wonder, is this the start of something? Yeah. Somebody finally figured him out. I mean, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> well, I mean, he's not going to just, like, fall off the face of the earth or anything, but... Yeah. But we we I, thought... they th- Last year, I remember thinking, oh, the Chargers figured him out in the offseason. I was like, I don't really want to touch Lamar. But remember, regular season, he wasn't much of a thrower. No. When he came in and replaced Flacco, pretty much all he did was him and Gus Edwards just ran the ball. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, like, last year, everything they had him figured out. Yeah. And then this year, he came in and just... Like, hey, I can throw. Hey, I'm going to win the MVP by a ton, by a landslide, and... (laughs) Yeah. So. Next year will be interesting. We'll see what happens next year. Yeah, he's... He's very interesting. He can obviously torch bad teams. Yeah. I think that's what we're kind of seeing. Yeah. But we're going to face a... But that'll, that'll come, too. Play. Once he figures out how to throw the ball against some good defenses and read defenses pre-snap and all that stuff. Yeah, I, I think he'll be all right. Next game, that Sunday, we had Texans Chiefs. That one started out, and I was like, are we going to lose the Ravens and Chiefs in one week? It was 24 to nothing. I remember, I was watching it, and... You know, you're watching the Chiefs and you go, well, you can never count them out. But then I just kept thinking, how do you come back from 24 points? Like, 24 points is a lot Easy. in the NFL. You outscore them 51 to 7 the rest of the way. I know. And then the, yeah, in three quarters. <laughs> in three quarters. That's what makes the thing they got a shot against the 49ers, too. Oh, yeah. And that game is wide open. Yeah. I mean, it's just, in the NFL, if... I mean, maybe maybe the Texans botched it. They did fake that punt, and they gave up a lot of return yards. Yeah. But if you manage the clock right, 24 points is so <laughs> yeah. much to come back from. Yeah. That's I mean, that's four possessions. Yeah. That's well, it's three if you get. If three, you if you versions. draw out some possessions on offense. Right. I feel like you could almost limit a team to five, maybe six possessions in the second half. If you really try hard to draw the clock out, yeah, 
But yeah, that got out of hand pretty quickly once you realized that the Chiefs were just going to All of a sudden, roll. all of a sudden the Texans were playing from behind and <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Patrick Mahomes was just Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> yeah. Sunday night, moving on, we had the Seahawks going into Green Bay. Packers took down the Seahawks in that one, 28-23. Uh, what was what was the score at one point of that one? The Packers were way ahead. Yeah, I don't know if the Seahawks scored in the first half. I think you're right. I think it was like 17 nothing. I don't really I don't exactly remember, but I feel like I remember that because I was pretty upset because I like the Seahawks, and I'm obviously not a Packers fan. Sorry to Packers fans in the league. All one of them? It's just one, Scott. I think there's, there's barely any more than that anywhere. But yeah, so I was, I was, <laughs> I was pretty. I was I was a little upset at that halftime, but um, yeah. So Youngs came back, they made it a game. I thought they were gonna win it at the end. Yeah, um, they were. I don't remember how it happened. Oh, it was the Jimmy Graham was, first down. That yeah. was the controversial call. Yeah, and I do know. I do remember from the picture that line everybody was looking at. It was at, off. That line was so off. It was off. Yeah, it was so off. But the thing that got me was they have the the pylon cam on the side there. Yeah. And I just felt like the view they showed, it still looked like he was short. Yeah, I thought he looked way short. But, but I, I, I don't it was the whole we can overturn it because we don't have evidence. I feel like every team has some call like that go their way at least once throughout the year. And it just, that was... Except the Packers, they get like five or six, so... <laughs> They get like five or six their way. See, I wasn't going to go there because I'm obviously a little bit biased. But yeah, if you, if you do look at the... Dude, we're Vikings just, fans, we can do this. Just the, NF, just the NFL like on Twitter and people talking about stuff. It, it does... I don't know what or when it started, but... Oh, yeah. People just seem to... Everybody... Every, other people say it too. Yeah. And I mean, I know I... I don't want to... If, if it were happening to the Vikings, I would be annoyed. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I'd, I don't know. That's a, that's a tough one. It's kind of like the completing the process catch. It's all, well, what do you see? What do you see? Let's go to the booth. What do they see? Well, we see this. Well, we see this. And then you had to decide. And then somebody looks bad. I'm still, I'm still just wondering how, like, you know what Top Golf? Mm-hmm. They have trackers in the ball, so they know exactly where that thing lands in or like towards the pin. Yeah. Why can't they put figure out a way to make that with the football? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I feel like the technology is probably there, and it's kind of like baseball, the electronic strike zone, the argument for that. But it's almost like if you go that direction, it would completely take away all oh, the. But you would always element. get it right, though. You would always get it right. And I think that's yeah. what you want. Like, if if you see it short. I suppose, like in you tennis, know it's short. In you tennis, know, they, they got, got it. That, you know, they got it. Yeah, have you ever seen on the tennis? They got that tracker, and it shows even the shape of the ball as it's hit. It's like uh-huh. a oval. Right. They show exactly where that thing hit. And yeah, nobody complains about that because mm-hmm. like, oh, you know it's it. out. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that wouldn't be a bad idea. But then you still got to decide, okay, where is he down? And then you got to have technology for that. To yeah, I'd, yeah, but I mean, I would agree. There's probably a way they can get that done. Moving on to the conference championship. First game was Titans-Chiefs. The 
Titans. They were they were outmatched, which is weird to say because they beat the Patriots and they beat the the Ravens, who had the more higher power out high powered offense than the Chiefs. Yep, but the Chiefs they, figured them out. The Titans needed to be ahead to win that game in the first yeah. half, and they came out of the first half down seven. Yeah, and at that point. You knew they were going to have a hard time because they're not built to they, throw the ball. Yeah. Like, in the playoffs, they were built to... I mean, Tannehill had, like, 150 yards in the first two games combined. Yeah. So, they well, I, I were think, built to give the ball to Derrick Henry and... I think Henry had clock. 19 carries in this game. Yeah. And I that, think his that, last touch came in the third quarter, too. That put him over 80 carries in three games. That's insane. 80 carries in three games. That's incredible. But yeah, just Titans. an unreal postseason for Derrick Henry. He made himself a lot of money. Yeah. And the Chiefs. Yeah, they we've talked about them. The they they look good. Yeah. They kinda They kinda struggled through the regular season. They had some injuries. Tyree Kill couldn't stay healthy. I think it was the, the Mahomes defense, got hurt. The defense was a little ding too. <clears throat> they didn't I don't think they had And the running backs. I think Frank Clark was hurt for a little while. They couldn't and figure edge out the rushers. Losing edge rushers is tough. Yeah. But he's back. Their secondary is healthy. Mahomes is 100%. They don't have... Their, their secondary, they're missing Thornhill. Which... But they got Tyron Matthew back. Tyron Matthew, yeah. But Tyree yeah. Kill is back. They're yeah, good. They're, they're, they're sitting, good. We know that. They're sitting pretty this week. Um... And then we had the Packers at the 49ers. I actually didn't even see this game. I was I was playing a basketball game. I had men's league that night. <laughs> and the roads were bad, so I had to take off early. You did not miss much. It looked very similar to the Vikings game against the 49ers, but I think just a little bit first. I think the Vikings played them a little better. Just looking like at it, stats, it was looked like the 49ers got way ahead with the run game. Packers couldn't stop them. Packers had some turnovers early. Oh, they did. A couple, yeah. And the Packers got a bunch of garbage time yardage. What that happened? That made their stats look all right. But, yeah, that game was 150% controlled by the 49ers. I don't think there was any point in the game where I was watching and I was like, the Packers might have a shot. It was kind of just like the 49ers from kickoff to... It was... Yeah. Did you see the... The play where, or somebody had a video of Kyle Shanahan on, oh yeah, Twitter, and he that. was like, "Watch, watch, what was it number? Whatever number this, the cornerback or the nickelback, mm-hmm. Jimmy Graham was gonna do a little out route, or Kittle, yeah. Kittle was gonna do an out route. <laughs> He's like, watch the hold on there, and Kittle breaks out, <clears throat> goes for the out, and sure enough, he hold, grabs a hold of him. And <laughs> they show the ref, he chucks the flag, <laughs> like right as it's happening, and it's not even like. I don't think he was influenced. I mean, he might have been influenced to watch for it, but yeah, he saw it and you saw the play and it was holding. I think it was just it was just Shanahan knowing what, like, this is how the defense is set up. This is what we're gonna try and run here. I also feel like Shanahan is they're not set up for it. Shanahan is enough of a student of the game. I'm sure that dude has to watch so much film. Well, throughout the week, and every I bet coach he, does. He studies every single player, and I bet he saw. Kittle lined up against that guy, and he's like, I know his tendency, he's going to grab him. Yeah. And that might have even been his cause for calling the play. So I... I th- yeah. Every coach does watch a ton of film. I think Shanahan is just... He's, he's a genius. He's so smart. Yeah. Like, his whole... His run schemes, first off, and then, like, just being able to recognize a spot like that... Yeah. 
that you can be like, hey, they're not set up correctly for George Kittle to run an out route. Yeah. <laughs> and sure enough, he wasn't. That could even be a case where he tells Garoppolo to call an audible or something. I'm not sure. I didn't see that. But um, Dad and I were talking during that game. We were like, is this going to be a case where a couple years ago, everybody wanted anyone that was in the same room as Sean McVay? <laughs> yeah. Like, half the guys on on that Redskins team that were with him got head coaching jobs pretty much just because of him. Now, you kind of wonder, is this going to be the same case where... Anybody who talks to Kyle Shanahan gets a head coaching job. Yeah. (laughs) It could easily be. He's... There are some out there yet that probably deserve it. Like, Biennemi is still out there. Yeah. Salah's still out there. And there could be some openings next year if the Dolphins don't show any signs of progress or the Bengals don't go anywhere after they draft a quarterback. Yeah. So there there could be a couple... I mean, there's always openings. There's always openings. But... And I even wonder. Well, there's like I'm a I am a huge Mike Zimmer fan, but kind of makes you wonder if they have another down year. I don't. I don't. He's not out. There's I don't no think so out. either. But I, I heard rumblings this year, and I was like, no. I think unless Mike Zimmer wants out to retire because he yeah. has had health problems, he's going to be around. Yeah. There was I I have I no heard problem talk with that. I did hear like the whole before the Saints game. I think everybody was just trying to find pieces to write on and they were saying well if this game goes poorly the front office doesn't want to lose Stefanski so they could move on from Zimmer and promote Stefanski but I would rather have Zimmer than Stefanski I would too Zimmer's he and they ended up with Kubiak now so I feel like that's well they still had not any loss but no he's the full time coordinator so I feel like they're not losing anything by losing Stefanski no and I Stefanski, I hope he does well with the Browns. I really do. But I think a lot of Stefanski's systems were a product of Gary Kubiak. Yeah. So And even Pat Shermer the year before. Yeah. So I hope hope he does. I don't I don't know much about Bayo later. Obviously I haven't seen much of his personality just because he never really says much as an offensive assistant, offensive coordinator, but I've just never seen the I've never looked at that guy or heard that guy and been like, yeah, he could be a head coach. Stefanski? Yeah. Like, I feel like he'd be a guy that's going to get in a room with a bunch of people and just have trouble demanding the room. I, I guess I'm I, not I sure, think but... he seems like a guy that can handle it. He's smart enough. He's a very... He's a really calm demeanor, and he just... But, but that's the thing. I think he knows Is he too game. calm? <clears throat> I don't know. I guess we'll see. We'll see. Because he's they got hired, some... They real, hired Freddie Kitchens, He so. has got some real big personalities to deal with over in Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Mr. Freddie was, Freddy was definitely too much of a good time kind of coach. Oh, like, yeah. I just want to please my players and yeah. have some fun with them. Him and Oklahoma Baker would have had a really fun time together. They would have had a fun and, time. It wouldn't have been successful. If, him and Cleveland Baker didn't get along very well. I guess that'd be a good way to bridge into our coaching changes then. Sure. There'll be a five openings this year. Yeah, five teams fired their coach. A couple before the end of the season already. Yeah. Jay Gruden was the first one fired, right? I, I believe so. And then Rivera was fired. <laughs> that one was sad. It was, but it was time. It, yeah, they needed so- something to change. Yeah, they they were... They looked so bad in the last few weeks. And you knew 
Rivera was going to have a job in no time. Yeah. Like, he's, he's a good head coach. He's a good head coach because he really loves the game. Loves his players. Loves his players and will run through a brick wall for anything to win for his for his players. He'll run through a brick wall. But, yeah. Yeah. And then the Browns fired Kitchens. Dutch. Yeah. <laughs> I was really worried they wouldn't because that would have been a huge mistake. That would have been John Dorsey going, well... I don't really want to look bad, so yeah. I'm going to keep him for another year. But that he, would be like making that huge mistake and just failing to correct it. Yeah. Well, and I feel like John Dorsey has already invested so much into that team. Remember when he took it over? He traded like the past four or five years worth of first-round picks and like acquired Odell Beckham and he drafted Nick Chubb. He did. I thought he, he did acquired a good Jarvis job. Landry. I thought he did a good job at... Putting together talent. Yeah. I don't know if he built a good team, though. Yeah. We'll we'll find out if Stefanski can help yeah. out or not. But that'll be up to Stefanski now. And Dorsey's out, too, so. Yeah. And they still have, they still haven't hired a GM. Oh, really? No, they were... Um, oh, right. George Patton. Yeah, they were interviewing George Patton, but Patton... He just Pulled his name out. Yeah. I think Patton is kind of just choosing where he wants to go at this point. He was the front runner for the job, and then he backed yeah. up. Yeah. I think... Because I think he had, he had interviews last year, too. Yeah. And then, yeah, we'll move on there. Giants fired Shermer, which was sad because we all love Pat Shermer in Minnesota. I was kind of hoping he'd come back to Minnesota. I was, I was too, but because he did an incredible job with Case Keenum. Yeah. But and I feel like he's doing fine with Daniel Jones. I don't know why they. Yeah. I think felt it was, the need to. The, he had. I think he was. He's definitely a better OC than a head coach. Yeah. Because I know I was reading some uh, Giants writers. And they were talking about a couple games where he just totally mismanaged the clock, mismanaged yeah. situations. And I heard that too. Lost some games because of it. So yeah, he he got another OC job in Denver. I think he's gonna do really well there. Yeah, they yeah. have some they have some building to do. But him and John Elway and Drew Locke, I feel like that could be a nice match. Yeah, they still. I mean, their line's not. Well, yeah, that, they stay, they're not. They've got they got a start though. They got a quarterback yeah, they who got looked all right. They got they got Sutton they got, Sutton, they got Noah Fant. I don't know if Lindsey and Freeman are the answer at the, for running back. Depends on what they have to pay Lindsey, I guess. But they're probably going to need to rebuild their defense pretty soon. Chris Harris is getting up there. Von Miller's getting up there. But they got Bradley Chubb. Chris he Harris was, is also a free agent, so he's oh. gone. Because they're going to try and trade him, remember? Oh they yeah. Him, which I did not understand. Yeah. They're out of the playoffs. He's his contract's expiring. You mm-hmm. have offers. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta pull a trigger on that one, but moving on from there, we're at the, the big one. Cowboys fired Jason Garrett after Jason Garrett accepted his firing. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> after he went crawling back and was like, please don't fire me. That was such a weird I have never seen that before. It was like, they're like, we're yeah. gonna have a meeting for a week. <laughs> and then, we're, yeah, we're gonna move on. And then, you. yeah, we're gonna move on. We're gonna hire, interview some candidates. And then Jason Gear was like, no, please. Yeah. <laughs> Don't fire me. Come on, Jerry. Come on. Please, Jerry. We're buddies. Just like old times. We can win the Super Bowl. And then they were like, no, you're dismissed. And he was, and then the report was Jason Garrett and Jason Garrett has accepted. They're like, yeah, the Cowboys are dismissing Jason Garrett of his duties. And Jason Garrett has accepted. That was, that was really weird. He doesn't have, con- he was out of a contract. Yeah. So his, what he was not signed. Does yeah. he get, what is he accepting? Like, <laughs> He just had to make it sound less and less like a firing. Right. 
and technically it wasn't, but it was like he a, found another yeah. job too. Yeah, Jason Garrett did. That's another spot where he never really got it to work as a head coach, but very well might with the Giants. He was he wasn't a great head coach, and then he's been on the hot seat for like five years. <laughs> yeah, but you got to think he's decent at his job. Yeah, he. They've had some high-powered offenses over the years. Even when Tony Romo was playing, they had some good offenses. Him and Des Bryant, DeMarco Murray was there, Darren McFadden. They had a good offensive line, which helped them a lot. I mean, Tyler Smith for how many years? Solved a lot of problems. Yes. And Zach Martin. All of them. There's that one year, didn't they all five make the Pro Bowl? I don't remember. That was the year Darren McFadden went over 1,000 yards. They've had Tyron Smith, Travis Frederick, and Zach Martin for like four or five years now. And that's just... That's just spoiling. That's just, you're just spoiled if you're a Cowboys fan at that point. Yeah. You, you, you don't know what it's like to be and then you throw rolling in, out. Then you throw in Zeke and you throw in Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott. Yeah. And, yeah that, but they haven't won anything. And, they, and the Cowboys hired Mike McCarthy. Yeah. We'll see. How I, mean, I, I know we got a Packer fan in here, but I. they won one Super Bowl with him. But it kind of felt like he was getting to the point where he was stuck in mediocrity. But I read he spent this whole last year taking classes on, like, the current NFL. Yeah, he, I mean, he hired a bunch of scouts. That's what, and then, so that he could, like, kind of understand how the game is being played now. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's different from when McCarthy was first hired. Yeah. I don't know how long he coached the Packers, but it was a long time. Yeah. So he had to. Have to switch yeah, some different to, things. But he has a lot of good players, obviously, if yeah. they can retain them. And he's Jackson obviously under contract. Mars not under contract. Yeah, Zeke is. It helped that he had Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers as quarterbacks. But yeah, he's just—he's another guy who's just a football mind, and he'll figure it out. He's got some, and he put together a pretty good staff too. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't remember exactly who we all got, but I remember. A lot of people were happy, happy about it. They were pretty excited about the guys he was bringing in because he wasn't doesn't do it by himself. No. Yeah. Yeah. I think he'll be he alright. Some good guys around. Yeah. Should we get into the trades? Sure. Let's do it. Man, there's a lot of trades. What was it? A week in or so, everybody had already <laughs> made at least one trade. Yeah, I think there was one day I remember I made five trades. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> one day. It was just. It just kind of happened, honestly. I made a trade with, well, I think it was within 24 hours because I made a trade with the first trade that one night with Dad. That was the first one. Okay. Um, and then it just kind of kept snowballing from there. Made a trade <laughs> with Derek the next day. Made some pick swaps or flipped some guys for picks, and all of a sudden I was sitting at five trades in one day. <laughs> Fair kinda enough. Yeah. But now I haven't made a trade in a long time, so better get on it. I know I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> trying. <coughs> well, it's also it's also tough. There's still a long ways to go before the start of the season, and there's still a long time before the draft. Long time. <laughs> that is also true. <clears throat> um, I'm just pulling up the total transactions for this year so far. For trades so far, we've got Carter with two, Austin with one, Derek with nine. Scott with three, Zach with five, Gideon's made three, Drake has made one, 
Bob has made one. Tanner, you've made seven. Yes. And I have made two. You and Derek. Derek's made 24 total moves. I think Derek and I have made like three together. So. (laughs) (laughs) That's also true. But let's let's get into it. First one we had, a little one. I'm sure you and Dad would probably just sit on the couch. Yeah, we were just sitting in the room, in our living room. Dad wanted a young tight end, and he was looking up like four guys that he was going to target, and I had all of them. <laughs> like he wanted, well, he was looking at Gesicki, Ian Thomas, um, or, or Janu, and I think it was. I don't know. I think that was just the three of them. No, I didn't have Irv yet. Didn't have Irv. But might have just been three of them. But then he was like. Are you all three of those guys? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, dang. I was like, what does he need a tight end for? He's got a kiddle. I don't know. I guess he just wanted a, tight, a young tight end. Done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then someone looked at his team and I was like, oh, you have John Ross? We can we can make a move here. Because <laughs> I like, you know, trying to get some upside. Yep. As long as he stays healthy. Yep. Um, so we just flip John for John Ross. That works. Yeah. Got me some more receiver depth because I had too many tight ends already. Yeah. Kind of a little trade that fills depth, a depth need for both guys. Yeah. Next one was you and Scott. Yep. That was just, I had Hill. Hill's not, I mean, to me, he's not that valuable right now. I mean, he, I, right now. I might have made a mistake because Ingram has been dinged up and he's 30 years old, so I. Hill could easily take his job, but Scott has Ingram, right? Yes, yeah. that's why I traded him. Yeah, so I sent that offer to him. And that third, but pick I got a just as well. It, yeah, I got the 25th pick for that, which I was all right with. Yeah, that's probably higher than he got drafted last year. Justice Hill. Nope, I took him earlier than that. <laughs> okay, I was I was taking the gamble on him because I needed a running back, but and then Ingram worked out. out. Just turn back a little bit. It's fine. Yeah. Now we got a real big one. Austin trading away a 2023rd round pick for Travis Homer. That was an interesting one. I don't know what to make of it. I don't... I mean, Homer's a depth guy. If Carson's injury is serious and Rashad Penny can't come back from his ACL, he might be looking at something, but... Maybe. But Homer didn't look that good either when they were playing him regularly this year. No. But kind of yeah, just a depth trade again. Yeah, we'll see. I don't. Third round picks, so you're taking the game. It's a, I mean, it's a shot, kind of a shot in the dark anyway. Yeah, you're taking a chance on somebody. Yeah. So. Uh, next one was between you and Gideon. I don't know if Duke Johnson is one of Gideon's my guys. That was Gideon wanted some more depth because he had no picks, and he must have wanted to dump some picks. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, he wanted some more picks because he didn't really have a ton because he had one second left, basically, after the, with what he inherited. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, if you give me your second, I'll give you a third, fourth, fifth, and Duke, which I thought was pretty fair, mm-hmm. given him, because Duke had some good flex weeks this week, this year, and he gets some more draft capital later yeah. in the draft. And if Carlos Hyde doesn't come back... There's always going to be the question, is Duke Johnson the guy? He's good at catching passes. That's Sounds like that. a broken record the last four years. <clears throat> Next one was a bigger one. Quite a bit bigger. A bigger. Me again. This is this was my day where I made like five of them. Because <laughs> they were all within like 24 hours. 
So we had You Gave Up, Will Fuller, James Conner, and Jalen Samuels. Mm-hmm. And Derek gave up Kenny Drake and Chase Edmonds, Irv Smith, and a 2023rd. Yep. That was pretty good upside trade. Me being sick of Connor and Fuller being hurt. Yeah. And Derek kind of getting rid of some question mark guys. Getting some guys that he knows what they are. I was trying to target Drake in this one. Because I'd try and take that chance on him that he resigns with yeah. Arizona and becomes that guy again. Because when he was playing for Arizona, he was he was good. Well, when he was the guy in Miami two years ago, too. Yeah, I good. I owned him in my it was my first dynasty league. I drafted him in the startup five years ago. I think it was five years ago. It was a while ago, and he didn't do anything. He was just a later on draft pick that first year, yeah. but he looked good. And they didn't have anybody else that was better. Yeah, and that was really frustrating because freaking Adam Gase <laughs> doesn't know what he's doing. I had to sit there with him doing nothing. Yep. And in that league, I traded him away at the deadline last year. Great, not not a great move, but this one, got him. There you go. And got another tight end, which I have too many of, but whatever. I like Irv. Vikings yeah. fan. Yeah, he's good. He, he does look pretty good, though. Yeah. Next one is a pretty small one. Drake must have been getting a handcuff for yeah. Marlon Mack. Basically the same thing as the Justice Hill trade. Dude. I didn't need Hines. Yeah. Good pick for him. Yeah, late pick for him. Drake gets his handcuff. Yeah. And <clears throat> another bigger one. Fun one. I, I like this one. Uh, Derek gave up Juju to Mr. Steelers fan, Karn Brock. And Carter gave up DK and a 2021st that I believe was the 107. Seven. I, think it was I was thinking earlier. <clears throat> that one, this is crazy upside in all three pieces. Yeah. Look, Derek. It's a. I think it's a pretty even. It's a pretty good trade because I do too. And I'm, Carter gets his guy. I'm sure he's a huge Juju fan as a Steelers yeah. fan. I don't know how you couldn't be if you're a Steelers fan. I know Derek loves DK Metcalf. Yeah. Because he won't give him to me in a trade. <laughs> so they they both get their guy and Drake. Or, Derek got a got a first out of it along with yeah. which he then DK on the next one flipped about 20 minutes later I think yeah. for Gurley Todd Henderson. Gurley and Daryl Henderson and Zach Dion got that first round pick then yep so then you look at it Derek traded away Juju and the first that he got for Metcalf and well he traded Juju for Gurley Henderson and DK Basically, right, yeah. Which isn't bad. No. If you're gonna trade a guy like Juju, you want to get at least about that, that much upside. Then mm-hmm. Zach DeYoung made another one with myself. This one is a little bit of a bigger one. That's pretty. That's really big. Um. <clears throat> so I gave Zach, Mike Williams, Kelvin Harmon a 2022nd and a 2021 fourth and he gave me Travis Kelsey Devonta Freeman and a 2021 third this one was a case where I think did he put Kelsey on the block I 
think he did, yeah. I think he did, but he, I'm pretty sure he asked me about Mike Williams, I want to say. I forget now. But I, I know he really likes Mike Williams just from being in other leagues with him. Um, and I was kind of in a spot. I have some good tight ends. I have Hunter Henry, but he can't stay healthy. I have Darren Waller, who, like, end of season had I mean, some... Darren Waller's good. He had a thousand yard season. Yeah, he had some impressive numbers, but he also had some weeks where it was kind of like... That's any and tight just, end, though. It just really that whole is. offense. Besides, if it's not Travis Kelsey, that's any tight end. Yeah, but just that whole offense in general was kind of like... <clears throat> Um, and I, I got Travis Kelsey and I was like, I know he's 30 years old and I know Devonta Freeman is on the way out as well, but I had plenty of depth at wide receiver and I figured beings, we added the flex, I could play Kelsey and another one or two tight ends, even if I had to, all three of those guys were playable just about every week. And tight ends usually last longer than just about anybody. Yeah. So I, that was another pretty high upside trade that I thought, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting in a spot now where I feel like I'm kind of going for it. I could be, but I'm also really young. So yeah, I, I think I used a little bit of youth to upgrade a spot that maybe I shouldn't say this on the pod, but you, I think you have one of the best teams in the league. It's, it's pretty deep. Like I'm looking down my, up and down my roster and I'm like, I don't know who I'm going to drop my draft picks yeah. good spot to be but also kind of a bad spot to be but eventually we'll see how it goes everybody's going to start dropping guys but yeah we'll get there we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there next one a little one Zach DeYoung acquired Hakeem Butler and Gideon received a 2020 third round pick I know Zach um, he likes Hakeem Butler so I'm sure he Probably asked about him, and Gideon was like, I don't have much of a need for him, I'm sure, so you got to pick for him. So Butler's a guy who is in a high-powered offense and very well could be something. Because they they had the pieces there, and Christian Kirk, I know he's banged up a little bit this year, but he didn't really step up like people thought he would. Andy Isabella was a ghost. Isabella. I don't know what to make of him yet. Yeah, that whole team is kind of a giant question mark except for Kyler. Yep. Then I made another big one shortly after the other previous big one, and I traded Hunter Henry, who I was just talking about. And I traded Michael Gallup, Auden Tate, and the 2020-106 for Nick Chubb, Golden Tate, who is a depth piece for me. I figured a flex play. And a 2023rd round pick. That was a really good trade both ways. It because filled needs both ways. I mean, I have... Kind of has to rebuild. Yeah. And he did give up the young running back. Sometimes, if you're trying to build up depth, there's casualties. Yeah. And he got plenty of value. Oh, yeah. That that the 106 is going to be good. Henry. Gallup and looks Tate. good. Hunter Henry is good. Hunter Henry had a really really hot start when yeah. he came back from the injury. Yeah. And this was a case I was looking at it. Well, I have Kelsey now. I have Waller and I have Dallas Goddard. Yeah. So I was thinking one of them is expendable at least. And he wanted him in Gallup, so I... And the first. And I was like, that's what it's going to cost to get Nick Chubb. So now I'm sitting there with 
Barkley Chubb, and I have Chris Carson and Rashad Penny. I have Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman, and I have Devonta Freeman. So I feel like my depth at running back has really gotten pretty comfortable. <laughs> now we have Derek making another one with Zach DeYoung. Zach acquired Tevin Coleman for Peyton Barber in a 2021 fourth. I have not a lot of things to say about this one. <laughs> I don't I think. I mean, Tevin Coleman think... showed flashes in a straight line. Yeah. And I mean, but he's, I think he's... Ricky Mostert has been that too. Is, so is Coleman a free agent this year? No. Or he signed a long contract. They signed. He signed a two or three year last year. Okay. So he's but been he... another year. Breed has gone though. Coleman's gonna get his touches in that offense if Shanahan stays. Maybe. But I don't. I don't think Derek has Ronald Jones, so I'm not nope. sure if he's hoping for a good landing spot for Peyton Barber, because I'm assuming he's gone somewhere else next year. I think Peyton Barber's still in a contract there, but... Is he really? Man. I think so, but there's... I wonder if they'll cut him. They gotta add somebody. That run, that rush rushing pack is bad. bad. Yes. Sorry, Gideon. Sorry. <laughs> They're getting there, though. I heard rumblings that... Gideon, Gideon want, loves Ron Jones. They want... Uh, you know, I don't mind him. I own him in another league. I don't mind him. I think he needs more touches. Because every game he got at least like 15 carries, he was productive. I don't know. I don't know what to make of him. I heard rumblings that they are thinking of Phillip Rivers. Yep. I did see that one. And I heard rumblings that the Chargers are looking at Jameis Winston. <laughs> Jameis has got a lot of landing spots. Yes. I've seen San Diego, Chicago. <clears throat> I've seen... New England, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll not dive too deep into that one yet. No, that'll that'll be a fun one once he goes somewhere. Stays, but I don't know. We'll see. Next one, another big one. Zach DeYoung. He's just been trading for a lot of guys that he likes. I think I know he loves DJ Moore as well. He gave up a lot for this one. He did. Mike Evans and a second and a fifth and a 2021 second. For DJ Moore and Stoney Michelle. He is really buying into the future of the Panthers and DJ Moore. Because mm-hmm. Mike Evans is only 26. Mike Evans is a stud. He is a monster. He's only 26. Yeah. But he must like, he must really still see something in Stoney Michelle. Yeah. But I mean I when I make trades too, it's you kinda look look at value of pieces, but you also look at okay, how much more do I want to own that guy than this guy? Like, maybe he's owned Mike Evans a lot in the past and was frustrated and really wanted DJ more. So he's like, that's what it takes. I'm going to go get him. Yeah. I mean, sometimes if you want a guy, you can throw picks at him. Because, right. Sometimes the picks. Throws. Yeah, sometimes the picks don't pan out. Like, Their second round picks from this past year, they're already kind of look like. Eh. Yeah, I picked Justice Hill in the second round last year. You took Paris Campbell in the first round. First round, yep. So, I mean. I took Paris Campbell before I took AJ Brown. Yeah, so sometimes. Sometimes you do that. Sometimes you just throw picks at them to get it, make it happen. But yeah, we'll see how that pans out. Scott yeah. obviously got a lot a good value. amount for that. Got some fun dart throws. Yeah, <laughs> like we we're talking about, and he a, gets to take a stud shots. Receiver. <laughs> and a stud wide receiver, yes. Then we had a trade that was a waiver wire claim impulse trade. I think, if I remember right, I think you both had claims on Kendrick Bourne. Yep, we both had a claim on Kendrick Bourne. For I'll $0, just, dollars, right? Yep. Both of you? Yep. I was just adding them for a spot. So I sent Derek an offer. 
for a fourth round pick next year. And and he took you got him. So. He's a guy where if Sanders leaves, he could be something. But if Pettis figures out how to play football again, yeah, uh, he's probably not going to be much more than a wide receiver three. I don't think. And this trade could end up literally being nothing both ways. So right, yeah, we'll we'll just move on from that one. Then we have Scott acquiring Cam Newton for a 2022nd, which I think would be the. I was I was a little surprised it cost that much. I mean, Cam is good, but I don't know where he's going to be. I think going to be good. I think it was a really good trade for Scott because quarterbacks can get so expensive that sometimes when they have a drop in value, you throw a pick at them. Yeah, and see if they'll take it. Because I mean. Imagine people that were just throwing, like, if you threw a pick at Ryan Tannehill this year. Yeah. All of a sudden, you got a top 15 quarterback. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I mean, I was in the league, and somebody needed a quarterback, so we threw a second-round pick and a defense for Tannehill. They took it. So, you got, you got a top 15 quarterback for a second-round pick, which mm-hmm. is a steal. Yeah. So, sometimes you have to take that gamble. Because Cam Newton, at the beginning of the year, was... I mean, he's a top eight quarterback in yeah. rankings. Yeah. Because of his rushing <clears throat> ability and a good offense with Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. So we'll see if he's back in Carolina next year. Yeah, that one would be interesting. I've seen some people think he's he could go to Chicago. Yeah, I've seen that one too. I haven't seen too many places, but we'll see. Yeah, he is under contract for like the the Bears did tell Trubisky he's their quarterback. Yeah, but the wink that means nothing. Yeah, you're a quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> Hint, hint, other teams. He's our quarterback. <laughs> Trade us a lot for a quarterback. Uh, next one, Derek dumped his waiver wire Cinderella, Brashad Perryman, that won him the league, to Austin for a 2023. Austin, I know, has a ton of late picks, so he's probably just trying to get some depth for those those picks. Yeah, Perryman's, Perryman's a pretty good pickup. Yeah. Because... He is a free agent, and he had a really good end of the year. Yeah. I know he wants to stay in Tampa, so he would still be the number three receiver there. And if, But if he decided to go somewhere else, he has a lot of speed, and teams love that. Yeah. And if Arians is still there, which he, w- he will be, and yep. there's going to be a lot of air yards, whoever's that quarterback. Yep. And we got one more, another big one, between Derek and Carter. So Carter has gotten Juju and now Devontae Adams from Derek. Derek gave up the 2021.4, I believe. No, Carter gave that up. Carter gave it up. The 104, yeah. Yeah. And he got Devontae Adams and the 2023rd. I think Derek got a little bit of a trade edge here. Could be. (laughs) That 104 could... If it's like a Judy or a CeeDee Lamb, which should, both might be available there. I think the running backs will still be available there, too there. There's a good chance that pick could replace Devontae Adams in that's, terms of value. A, it's a pretty large gamble to take, though. <laughs> yeah, Adams is a... He's a pretty big a, dynasty piece. He's a top five receiver. And, yeah. But, again, there, if Derek is looking for draft capital, I know he, he didn't have a ton, but all of a sudden he's sitting at three and four and... Got 15 if he can nail those picks, gonna have to. He's he might be he's sitting pretty good. Yeah. Well, that's all of them. 
That's all the time we got. And I suppose we are getting pretty close to our limit, yeah. Anything else you want to throw in this time around? Nope. I'll I'll remind uh, that Ezekiel Elliott and Michael Thomas are still on the block. (laughs) I haven't got a ton of offers for them, but... (laughs) Looking, early. looking for a bunch, which is rightfully so for those two types of guys, but <clears throat> they're available. Yes. Because my team is not great. You got some studs. I'm very top-heavy. Which isn't bad. But now we're, we got deep lineups. Yep. So, looking to have some fun. Shift, or shift things around. Shake it up a little bit, but yeah. We got the Pro Bowl this weekend. Got the Super Bowl coming up next weekend. Can't wait for that. Uh, Reminder, if you haven't gone to vote for the MVPs for this year, do that. I'll probably announce those after the Super Bowl next week. Um, Just kind of a fun little thing to to add into each team's. I suppose half of them are probably getting traded now. True. Either way, we still got the overall 2019 MVP to be voted on, so that one's kind of fun. I know it's a two-man race between Lamar and McCaffrey, but yeah, kind of fun to see everyone's opinions on who they think is the best player. And I think everybody wants to probably vote for Lamar, but Christian McCaffrey is deserving as well. I, I, I was looking last night um, at total point totals for McCaffrey. He scored 170 more points than the number two running back. You're literally That's not even fair. You're literally getting two players with one. Yeah. Because so Aaron Jones scored two hundred and I think like fifteen points. And there's hundred and seventy points between the two of them. Aaron Jones scored what, like sixteen touchdowns? Yeah. And still was hundred and seventy points behind McCaffrey. Yeah. Wow. So So yeah, go vote for those guys. Just a fun little thing to add in to the league. Uh, that's, I think that's all we got for this time. That's all we got. That's all we got. We will see you next time. Have a good week. Enjoy the Pro Bowl and enjoy the Super Bowl. Adios. See ya.